Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit vcrnow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, is Texas Football Today, a show that almost knocked the television off of the counter. That would have been bad. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you'll us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice either way. Thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks, Miss 305, in her best Friday sweater, She's Ashley Pickle. It's cold in this office. It's sweater season always in this office. Yeah, that's probably true. Today is Friday, September 22nd, 2023. 62 days until Thanksgiving. Friday. Happy birthday. It's an important birthday. Okay. Happy birthday to Perry Grip. Do you know who Perry Grip is? I don't. Perry Grip is the uh, vocalist and guitarist for the band Nerf Herder. Okay. Perry Grip, you would probably know best for his uh, songs like It's Raining Tacos. Ah, yes. And, and Chimpanzee Riding on a Segway. Okay, I do know that one. Yes. <laughs> I um, do know Chimpanzee Riding on a Segway. It is, uh, it is a big, big day. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. To Perry Grip. An American hero. American American hero. He also sings Do You Like Waffles. Um, 
Happy birthday, Perry Grip. It's episode 1,656. On today's show, folks, we've got Craven Bets, Mike Craven's best bets for the college football weekend across the state of Texas. And then it's Helpful Honda Mailback Friday. We asked for your questions on Wednesday, and we got them in spades. So we're going to answer uh, many of them coming up here in just a little bit. So stick around for that. I want to remind you that tonight, tonight, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Tonight. Tonight. It's actually tonight. <laughs> at 7.30 p.m. Uh, on texanlive.com and on YouTube. It is uh, whip-around coverage of the biggest games across the state of Texas. You guys revealed the games on uh, WTF yeah, uh, yesterday. Uh, huge slate, including, and, you know, go listen to WTF for the whole slate. But uh, Lake Travis Westlake. Yes, sir. So how about that? Everything else is awesome too. Yes. But there's your headline. You can uh, you can get watch uh, live look-ins on Lake Travis and Westlake for free uh, on Dave Campbell's Texan. Texas football tonight, tonight, 7.30 p.m. Uh, on YouTube and on TexanLive.com. It'll be Nick Laupius on the desk as well as the return. Yeah, Ishmael Johnson. Ishmael Johnson, who He's will be back. joining us. So go check that back out. Back by unpopular tonight. demand. Ishmael. Um, disagree with that. <laughs> uh, but now it's time to talk a little college football. Uh, we don't want to tell you what to do with your money, but if you are so inclined to trust us with your money, here is Mike Craven's Financial advice for week four of the college football season on Craven Bats. Uh, we're here on Craven's Corner because on this corner, we make money, usually. Usually, we're here with Mike Craven, college football insider and financial advisor. And uh, let's address the elephant in the room. Uh, two and three last week, which means we are now uh, six and seven on the year. Six and seven on the year, a little bit under, uh, but you know, we have time to rally. We got what? Nine more weeks of this thing. We're not going to panic just yet. We're starting to get more and more information. So hopefully we hit a, we hit a winch, you know, you, you can't, you got to keep shooting. It's the J.R. Smith. You just got to keep shooting. Uh, this is, we'll call this heat check week uh, here on, on Craven bets. Uh, we've got a number of plays for this week. We're going to start uh, with uh, one of the big rivalry games this week. Uh, as Baylor welcomes in Texas, the Texas Longhorns riding high, 3-0 and for the first time since, what was it, 2012? 2012. Uh, Texas is a 15-point road favorite, and that is enough for you to take the home team. Give me the Bears. You know, I think Texas is good, right? I mean, Texas is a, a national championship contender, the best team in the Big 12. But Alabama is not the Alabama we normally see. Like That win isn't the win that we think it is on paper. It was 10-10 against Wyoming. Baylor's going to be sold out for McLean. This is going to be their Super Bowl. They're one and two. Their back's against the wall if they can win this. All of those sins are forgiven for the first three weeks. So I don't think Baylor wins this football game, but I think it's close in the fourth quarter, and they keep it within 14 points or so. The other thing about this, and Craig Wade mentioned this to me on his radio program, uh, this is the first tech time Texas has played in Waco at night since 2003, which is kind of hard to believe, but uh, Waco at night could be uh, a little difficult. Um, on to SEC play. That's a future SEC team. Let's go to a current SEC team as Texas A&M opens up SEC play this week, hosting Auburn. A&M is a seven and a half point home favorite. I got to be honest, seven and a half makes me very nervous, but you think the Aggies are good enough to cover that? Yeah, a little trick Vegas does is add a half point just to beg you to take it, right? Like, please, please take this this point spread. I'm going to do it. I think Connor Wegman might be the best quarterback in the SEC. I mean, the one at LSU is probably the only one that can give him a run for his money right now. Auburn's not good. If this was week 10, 
Uh, maybe I'd I'd believe a little bit more in the Tigers, but Hugh Freeze doesn't have it going right now. Their passing offense is really bad, which is what Texas A&M struggled against so far uh, this year. I don't see Auburn scoring many points. Uh, Nia Smith, Evan Stewart, Noah Thomas, all those guys are healthy. I think A&M scores enough points to win this by 10 or more. Uh, on to another big rivalry matchup. This one, the battle for the Iron Skillet, one uh, the last one uh, in for for at least a while, which sucks. We can editorialize here. That sucks. Uh, but uh, SMU visits TCU. Uh, TCU is a six and a half point favorite, and you like the Frogs. I do. I just think they're bigger. You know, they're bigger up front offensively. They're bigger up front defensively. They're going to have more depths along the lines of scrimmage. SMU's got a lot better defensively. That that game against Oklahoma was only 14-11 in the fourth quarter. The Sooners kind of pulled away. That's what I think this one's going to be. I think this is going to be a close game. TCU's going to be in a dogfight, uh, but they score a little bit in the fourth quarter to pull away and make it seem not as close as maybe it was. Uh, on to, and this is not a bit, the hottest team in Texas, the Rice Owls, as the Rice Owls travel to uh, travel to Orlando to take on no, not Orlando. Where is where is South Florida? It's a great question. I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. They travel to Florida to take on uh, the it Tampa. Bulls. It's Tampa. I think it's Tampa. You're right. Yes, UCF is in Orlando. South Florida is in South Florida in Tampa. Uh, regardless, uh, Rice, a road favorite at USF. Uh, but you're going to take the Bulls at home. It seems too much, right? Uh, you know, to, to give points on the road for Rice seems a little bit too much. The Owls are 2-11 and 11 on the road since the start of 2021. They have not traveled well. Remember last year they had built some momentum. Uh, they won a couple big games, then they go on the road and they lose to Charlotte outright. I feel like this one may be one of those deals too. This would be another step in a positive dire- direction for Bloomgren, though, if they can go on the road and get this win. You see USF was pretty good against Alabama last week. I think they're going to be able to uh, either win this football game or keep it within three by the hook. It's two and a half right now by the hook. Take the plus three. This is uh, this is one of those games where it's it's really interesting. I would love to know what Rice's record on the East Coast is. It's this this strikes me as one of those like things where they've got some absurdly bad record on on the East Coast. Wouldn't necessarily surprise me. Let's round it all out with a uh, a matchup of Conference USA versus Big Twelve. Uh, two newcomers to their respective conferences. It is the Sam Houston Bearcats visiting the Houston Cougars. Uh, I think it's fair to say the reeling Houston Cougars. Houston at home is a 12-point favorite over Sam Houston, and you like the Bearcats to keep this thing close. Listen, guys, log into your favorite stat machine site, look up who the best scoring defense in the country is, and you will find the Sam Houston Bearcats listed right there. You can also find them, number one, at passing yards allowed per game. Houston can't run the football. The only thing that they can do well is pass. They did not score an offensive touchdown last week against TCU. The only touchdown came on a kickoff return. Uh, Sam Houston can't score either. I don't think Sam Houston is going to win this football game. Uh, but they only gave up, what, 14 to BYU. That same BYU team scored 38 against Arkansas. So, like, this Bearcat defense is legit. I think they keep it close, lose, like, 17 to 7 or something like that and, and cover because the defense is so good. You heard it here first, a really ugly game coming to TDECU Stadium this weekend. It's Mike Craven, our financial advisor here on Craven Bets in the Craven's Corner. Because on this corner, we make money. 
born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Alrighty, Pickle. It is time for Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. The North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score on award-winning Hondas like the rugged mm. and reliable 2023 Honda mm. Ridgeline. Stop by your Helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. Honda, I know that uh, new car season is coming. The mm-hmm. 2024s are about to roll out. I know this because I Googled it. And so if you're looking to unload one of those... Rugged and reliable Honda Ridgelines from 2023. You know those vintage ones. Mm-hmm. I will gladly take that. I mean, the old, yeah, I mean, they're, who would want those? Wink. <laughs> I'd be happy to take one off your hands. It's Helpful Honda Mailback Friday. We uh, appreciate you getting your questions in um, on Wednesday. That's when we ask for them. Uh, again, this is just a whole hook to get you to watch twice, Wednesday and Friday, see if we answer your questions. We do have a variety of questions, right, Pickle? Yes, we do. We'll start off with... Uh, I'm sorry to everyone else who watches the Wednesday show, but our best friend mm. as a part of the Wednesday mm-hmm. show, and that is Mr. Greg Powers. He follows instructions, and he gets his questions in on Wednesday. Be more like Greg Powers. Uh, Just always. Not even like... <laughs> that's, a, that's a life advice. General general advice. Every day, not just Wednesdays. Be yes. more like Greg Powers. Who is the biggest threat to beat Carthage? It's a great question. That's the question we ask every this. year. It is. So Carthage is the number one team in 4A Division Two. Carthage is, curiously, if you're interested, not the number one team in our computer rankings in 4A Division Two. In fact, they're not the number two or three team in our rankings. They're fourth behind Wimberley, Cuero, and Belleville. Now, here is why I take those with a grain of salt. All three of those teams 
are on the other side of the bracket. And uh, Pickle, I'm gonna just uh, ask you a question. I, you know, I, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Surratt has been to nine state championship games. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many of those state championship games uh, has he lost? Um, the answer to that would be none of them. He's oh. won all nine. He's nine and out in Correct. state championship games. So if we're judging based on history, then Carthage needs to get beat before. They the state the championship AT&T game, stadium. right? Before they get to AT and T Stadium, and I don't think that's necessarily a, a a bad way of thinking about it. So right now, with all due respect, for the sake of this argument, we're going to eliminate the right side of the bracket. So it's going to have to come from Region One or Region Two. Now, Region Two is loaded. By the way, that that would mean that Silsby would not beat them in the title game, even though I do think Silsby has some playmakers like Draylon Miller to really challenge them. Here are three teams that I think are the biggest threat to Carthage. One of them is Pleasant Grove from within their own district, um, I think, or rather, yeah, uh, no, within their own region. Um, Pleasant Grove is physical, they are athletic, and they're not scared of Carthage. They've played them before. So right now, I would still pick Carthage against Pleasant Grove, but they would be a threat. I also think that we have to consider Gilmer a threat. Now, Gilmer's had some defensive issues, and that might be problematic, but... That is a game that, again, within their own region may be a challenge. And then you're looking at teams from within Region 1. Now, I think Region 1 is um, down this year mm-hmm. uh, in 4 Division 2. But if you're looking for a favorite, maybe it's a team like Graham or Monahans that could challenge them. But right now, I would say Pleasant Grove would be the team that I would categorize as the biggest threat to Carthage. Again, they could see a really good team in a title game. Wimberley's a really good team. Quero's a really good team. Belleville's a really good team. Silsby's a really good team. Hampshire Finette is a really good team. But if you're asking me based on the historical data we have, I think Pleasant Grove would be the team that best fits that that bill as a team that can challenge Carthage in 482. It's funny because one of our other questions was now that four, or Region 1 and 4A Division 2 mm-hmm. is up in the air, who are the favorites in the region from the that yeah. versus the beginning of this season? I mean, it's wide open. It uh, really is. I like Graham. Um, Graham's probably the safe pick right now, but I also don't know that they've necessarily been challenged. Like Their best win is over Glenrose, mm-hmm. and that's a down Glenrose team. Right, um, and honestly, they're probably not going to get challenged in t- until they get into the playoffs because I think they're going to be favored in every one of their games. Uh, the close, I mean, when they play Hershey in the opener, that'll be interesting. They have to go to Sweetwater, which is no fun, but I think they'll be favored in all those games. Um, so Canyon pr- West Plains could be a little bit of a sleeper. I think you're spot on. Uh, Canyon West Plains is the other one. Canyon West Plains is the team that, if it's not Quero, maybe it's West Plains or or. I'm going to keep banging the drum. Monahans has got the juice, guys. Mm-hmm. They've got Chino Navarrete, their quarterback. He's a he's a dog. He's got that dog in him. Um, so I would say those are the three right now. West Plains, Monahans, and Graham, in some order, are your top three in Region 1 right now as where we sit. What is next, Pickle? Um, let's see... Is there concern that Manville has become an average playoff contender after having both Shadow Creek and Iowa Colony pull from Manville over the past several years? I mean, yeah, yeah. there's no other way to put that. I think that's why when Kirk Martin wanted to come back, they jumped at the opportunity. Yeah. An opportunity to return us to the glory days. Mm -hmm. Um, 
because it's one thing to have shadow creep pull from them. Yes. To split it in half is one thing. Now we're seeing the dividends that it's being paid in Iowa Colony, now mm-hmm. a state-ranked team, and it's one of those things that you look at it and say, okay, one school pulling and splitting it in half is one thing, but splitting it in a third is is just now it could make the district more fun yes because there's going to be a lot of good competition the level of competition might just not been what it had been during manville's heyday yeah when you look at alvin isd i mean manville did like manville had for a long time when they were going to the state state championship game right Mm -hmm. manville had in many respects a stranglehold especially on the playmakers Mm -hmm. offensive playmakers they don't have that anymore they're big-time playmakers at Shadow Creek. They're big-time playmakers at Iowa Colony. I still think that if you took an Alvin, Alvin, Alvin ISD is one of those districts that if you took an Alvin ISD All-Star team, mm-hmm. I'm I am really confident they're going to be oh, yeah. playing very Up deep there. in the playoffs. The talent didn't dissipate within the district, but it did get divided a number of ways. And so I think there should be concern that Manville could fall back to just being still a playoff team because mm-hmm. there's still good talent there, and Kirk Martin's a heck of a coach. But as far as like going to state championship games and being like a big time statewide contender i think there's i think it's reasonable to have concerns that those days are are numbered or over right um you know which again can be looked at as a good thing if you look at it from a district-wide perspective it's kind of like if you look at 196a of katie's dominance forever it was like once tompkins kind of started pushing katie then it got fun when peyto kind of started pushing it got fun and it's just like sometimes that's a good thing sometimes that is a good thing but it i I think that that is a fair question and one that we will be monitoring over the next few years of of the effect of the expansion in in alvinized and just the growth because it is it is substantive what's next pickle um let's see which district do y'all think is going to be the biggest dumpster fire Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean necessarily bad play no it meant for figuring out playoff spots this season i i know exactly who you're talking about um i mean you mentioned 196a that's Mm -hmm. one that i think is going to be uh fun uh and and could get really wild down the stretch i will throw another one out there um keep an eye and this was this was weird last year but keep an eye on the on I always want to tell you to keep an eye on San Antonio. Mm-hmm. San Antonio stuff gets real weird and when you go to 5A Division 2 especially the Alamo Heights district, okay? Um Alamo Heights, Harlandale, Burbank, McCollum, Jefferson, Sam Houston, Lanier. I mean throw in Highlands, throw in, you know, Brackenridge. I know they're they're winless at this point. That is, I want to say that district had like six teams within a game of one another mm-hmm. at the finish. Like that, that district just all beats each other up. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to come and, and your, those districts, especially because it's a 10 team district. If you have like, if everything plays to paper, everything's fine. But all it takes is like one, one upset. Slip up. Like yep. all it takes is like Sam Houston beating Harlandale, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if that game's happened or not. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just speculating. All that happened. All that needs to happen, and then it's just like chaos, chaos. Like cascading <laughs> chaos. Yep. So fourteen five A Division two would be my pick. That um, is one that is going to be 
weird. Another one up here in the DFW, I think 5-6A mm-hmm. is chaos right now. And now let me preface it with the bottom three teams I think are pretty solidified. But when you get to the rest of the five yeah. teams, especially after Prosper beat Geyer, that really put a wrench in it because we were talking about how if Allen didn't take care of business, we would know by this week, maybe next week, that they would be the ones missing the playoff. Yeah. But now Denton Geyer has gone and dropped one in district. They've dropped a couple on the year. Um, so 5-6A when the top five teams fighting for that. Whoever fights for that fourth spot will be very interesting. Well, and, and you're exactly right. And these next two weeks, mm-hmm. Allen and Braswell and Allen and Rock Hill. Yeah, that's very Those are, and then when does Braswell play Rock Hill? Let me see that. They, play, they already played them. So, so Braswell beat Rock Hill. Yes. So things especially get weird. Well, let me, let me rephrase. If Braswell beats Allen this week... They've got to feel like they're going to win. They're going to make the playoffs, like because they've right. got they're the all wins. two and they've two got the right wins now. Over the teams they need to have them over. Mm-hmm. If Allen beats Braswell and then Rock Hill beats Allen, then it gets weird, and then you have this just this battle royale for that final fourth spot, assuming mm-hmm. Prosper Geyer and McKinney are in the playoffs. So yeah, and then by the way, God forbid, like Geyer beat McKinney and McKinney beat, you know, um, beat prosper something mm-hmm. like that so there's i think you're right five six a i think is very combustible as well well and that leads us into another one of the questions someone asked do you see mckinney high going through the last two games of the season as eight and O playoffs before the playoffs um yeah I, so so what this this person is referring to right now mckinney's four and out mm-hmm. looking good they play mckinney boyd this week they Heavy will beat McKinney Boyd. Yeah. I would be shocked if they didn't beat McKinney Boyd. Then they play Braswell. They're going to be favored over Braswell. Mm-hmm. Open date. Then they play Allen. Now, that's, been that's a very Achilles personal game. Them. Yeah, It's a very personal game, especially for the McKinney staff. Mm-hmm. That's at home. That's in McKinney. Right now, I'd install McKinney as a favorite. Yeah. Right? So that's 7-0, and right? Then they're at Rock Hill, mm-hmm. right? Should win that So one. you want to get Rock, about Rock Hill, they should win that game. So then they're eight and zero, heading into at Geyer, at Geyer, and home for Prosper. So yeah, I mean you're gonna, you could really have a situation where we know who the top three teams are, like Geyer, Prosper, and Allen. Or, I'm sorry, Geyer, Prosper, and McKinney. Mm-hmm. And then those final two weeks will finally sort out exactly how things go. Mm-hmm. Because McKinney, McKinney's schedule is decidedly backloaded. Yes, decidedly. So that is a very keen point. Uh, there's a good chance that I would say the most reasonable expectation right now would be McKinney enters week nine or week 10 rather at at 8-0 going into Geyer and Geyer looking at their schedule. Yeah, probably. I mean, they've got the, the, they play Allen the the week before. So, you know, you don't know, but I would say that they're likely to be seven and one and that'll be likely if they, if they keep winning Geyer's probably back in the rankings and that could be a Geyer's two and two. Geyer's two and two. Mm-hmm. Geyer's two and two. They've got a loss to Alito too. So, anyway, keep an eye on that. Five six eight's got some some chaos agents. What's next? Um, who are you concerned about after four weeks of the season? <laughs> Lancaster. Lancaster. Glenn Rose. Katie Tompkins. Yes. Who else am I concerned about? 
I don't know. That's a good question. Katie um, Tompkins is a really good Tompkins one. Tompkins is, uh, that's a team that I'm, I'm concerned about. Judson, concerned about Judson. Yeah, they just, they're, just they're not having luck figuring it they're out. They're inconsistent. Lubbock that. Coronado, concerned about Lubbock Coronado. Um, trying to think of like small schools. Um, teams that I was high on that now I'm, uh, yeah, you know what? I, it's, it's a minor concern. Like it's still like, they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not concerned they're going to miss the playoffs, but Holly, I'm concerned about Holly's offense. Yeah. I'm the, concerned about Holly's offense. Losing Austin Compton. I think it's huge. It's showing. It's, it's really huge. showing. It's so important what they do. Um, I'm concerned about Holly. Um, I'm concerned about. Whoever plays Duncanville, <laughs> seems week. fair. Just every week, that's just like a personal safety concern. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, those would be. That's a that's a short list of teams that I'm that I'm concerned about. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do one or two more. Okay. Um, what is a mascot you wouldn't want to cross paths with? Pied Piper. Dude, that guy is it's swole. Swole Piper. Oh my that god. Team jacked honest to god too you know i love him but i would not want to come in contact with the swole b if no. the swole b was buzzing around no. i would i would be no. terrified we wear that shirt out of deference and respect yes that b. way when the swole b comes up i can be like, like no, 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 no. wait i like you i am a fan <laughs> i i am a fan yes um I think I'm more like it's funny because it's easy to be like, oh, I'm scared of like the PSJA bear. Like mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, I don't want to fight uh, a bear. Uh, you don't want to fight any bear. No. Like no I bears. think that's a thing. If I see a bee come up, I'm like, oh, okay, it's annoying, but I'm not like, ah, bee. I yeah. see that bee come up. We got issues. Right. But any type of bear, I'm gonna be like, hey, brother, let's stay, uh, you know, 400 yards apart here. Yeah. Um, or like an elk, Stratford. Mm-hmm. Like, what you want to talk out? about mm-hmm. an animal that, like, you need to be at least 300 yards away from when you see them? An elk. Yeah. Elk uh, are terrifying. All the snakes. I don't yeah. want to do any of the snakes. Rattlers. Um, not interested in, in, in messing with any of the snakes. Um, is anyone, this is, this is like, I'm, I'm trying to think this through. Is anyone a javelina? Yes, there's one. Isn't there one? Like A&M Kingsville's the Havilah. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Like that's what keeps coming to my mind. But like, is, is there one, is there a high school that's Havilah? I don't know. Which is crazy to me, but. Um, well, and then there's the other ones like uh, the Progresso Red Ants or yeah. the Mesquite Skeeters. Like mosquitoes and ants. Like I have no desire to come in contact yeah. with them. It's not that I'm scared. Oh, I have this wrong. There are two. Uh, Crystal City. Oh, yeah. And PSJA Southwest are both the Havilinas. I thought that there was one down in the RGV. Neither one of them. Don't want to mess with you. No. Not interested in that. Kind of mean. Um, and then... In the, in the Lano Yellow Jacket. Sting them. Did I ever tell you about my running with Yellow Jackets? No. So when I was living in Georgia, um, we were out at a friend's like cabin, house, something like that. We're walking through the woods. I don't know if you know this about yellow jackets. Maybe you do. I don't know how, how deep you're not. I would like to think jackets. that I am well-versed in yellow jackets. You, you know they nest on the ground. Yes, I did know that. They nest on the ground. They don't hang in trees. They like mm-hmm. like a, You're thinking of a beehive. It's not a beehive. They nest on the ground. And so I was walking through the forest with my buddy. As one does. And I stepped on oh, a no. yellow jacket hive. And so suddenly, like, I start getting stung. Like, one. I'm like, ow, ow. And then you like look around and there's this like swarm of yellow jackets. And so 
we I remember this very distinctly. Like we took off running and like jumped into his pool. Yeah, <laughs> like he had it at the cabin, stuff like that. That was a terrifying moment. I, so I'm not scared of one yellow jacket, but a swarm. I am scared of multiple yellow jackets. Well, the other thing that I have an issue with, which is, <laughs> so at middle school we were the daubers. Uh huh. Which is a, a uh, mud dauber. You know where those nest mud daubers don't sting. Mm-mm. So I was always like. This is the least intimidating thing. You're because, just annoying. Like, yeah, we. That you know that checks out. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, actually. <laughs> actually, some, okay. some Well done, Lano <laughs> Actually, I would still like to petition for us to be the Lano Llamas. Like yeah. the double L is a miss. You can. Every time that's not the first time you've done. You've shown I know, that to me. and I'm so. This mad. is a long-standing like thing for you, but like it's excellent. <laughs> it's fantastic. It is good. All right, one more. Um, what's an unusual food blend that you've tried? I don't necessarily. So I think it's like you know, like you know, peanut butter and. Oh okay. You know, oh, my parents love uh, peanut butter and marshmallow cream sandwiches. Mmm. They think it's the best thing ever. I still haven't really tried it. Sweet. Yeah, I can't do it. Seems really sweet. Even the jam is too much. Let me ask you a question. Me. When you went over to um, Europe. Yes. Because they do, they do the French fries with mayo, mm-hmm. right, over there in Europe. Yeah. And especially like you get into like, like you go to like when my wife and I went to Denmark, mm-hmm. they like big fries with ketchup, with mayonnaise thing. Did you give that a go? Yeah. I, I'm fine with fries with mayonnaise. I like mayonnaise a lot, so I'm okay mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Now, do I prefer other stuff? On the on the last week of the trip, I finally found a bottle of what they deemed American ranch sauce. American? Oh, yeah. I instantly went and ordered wings. I was so excited. I had gone like six weeks without American and? ranch sauce. Oh, it was terrible, but it was enough ranch to make it okay. There was a... Um, do you watch uh, uh or do, do you did you watch uh, Ted Lasso? No, I have not. Okay. There's a scene late in the series where Ted Lasso's feeling kind of homesick and there's like an American restaurant mm-hmm. that he goes to. I think they're in Germany for like a, a game or something. But he um and he's or Amsterdam and he goes to this American restaurant. And he like sits down and it's like all these like like Dutch people trying to put on American accents and like they come over like all, all these sauces and stuff and it's like all these things that like you imagine Europeans think of Americans and stuff like that yeah. it's really funny but like they had like the ranch sauce amazing like, the thing about it and they're just like well I don't get this like yeah. this doesn't make any sense <laughs> well they don't make any uh, sense food combo I don't know see um, I always like and some people I know this is fairly common I always like cat, I love catfish and grits like for breakfast mm-hmm. catfish and grits is a big one did your parents now well I guess you're you, you were never a sweet person um, if you guys had birthday cake would your parents let you have birthday cake for breakfast the next morning I'm sure they would have. I don't think I ever asked. Because we always, oh, that's go ahead. a big thing for my wife. She always wants to do, like, if we've got leftover cake or pie, she's like, what if I just did this for breakfast? breakfast. I'm like, you're an adult. <laughs> she's like, I know. Which is exactly why, why I, I can do it. Do it. Yes. Um, my granny makes really good homemade chocolate chip cookies, and she mm. would always let me dip my, uh, like, I would get a cookie because I could dip it in her coffee in the morning. That ruled. That was really, as it took down the sweetness. Um, yeah, it's, that's. The weird thing that we always did was when we were getting up to go on vacation and we were an hour and a half from the closest airport, that would be Austin. So if we were leaving at like a 6 a.m. flight, 
we were getting up at about 3 a.m. because we had an hour and a half drive plus getting to the airport early. So we would and we would always need something in our stomach, but it was always a mad dash to try and get out mm. of the house and stuff as a family of four. And uh, so my brother and I would always have the day we would leave for vacation a corn dog. It didn't matter what time in the morning it was, but we could we could heat it up and take it in the car. We didn't risk spilling like it got us a little something so we didn't get car sick on the way down to Austin because it's twisty mm-hmm. curvy in the hill country um so corn dogs at like 3 a.m were always our 3 favorite corn dogs. yeah that was that meant we were on vacation huh okay yeah that's it's a good trick for your boys if you're ever hustling to get out of the house popping a corn yeah. dog and let's roll because they can eat it in the car yeah i would say that like my kids are very much into ketchup and nothing like, okay. just, like, <laughs> just right in. Well, like that. that might be a little bit messier in the car, but to yeah, each their own. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's up. Anyway, uh, that is Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. That's going to do it for us. We appreciate you spending part of your day with us. One last thing to do before we go, Pickle, and that is to find out who the Week 4 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week is. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in conjunction with the Tax Act Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each Monday, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. Fans then decide the winner by voting on TexasFootball.com. Congratulations to this week's winner of the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. Oh.